The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain No, it's not Sunday. It's Wednesday, baby. I, WrestleMania on the brain. It is Wednesday, right. baby. There is no better place to be than right here with us. Top the Brainiacs guys. live. Twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Another episode of Dynamite in the can. It is time to break it down. Uh, get down. Get down and move it all around. As a wise man once said, I'm your boy, the Zoobs. Uh, absolutely tickled pink to still be here. To still be you know, I got a lot left in the tank. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the pink blazer on, the salmon blazer on. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, it is, it's it's crunch time, but I'm still here. It's April, uh, still not a parent. Feeling good though. Uh, your boy the Zoobs. I am joined by my co-host with the most, Mr. 50K on the West Coast, Josh Custodio. How are you, my friend? I'm moving. I'm grooving. And Zoobs, like you pointed out. The people need to appreciate the salmon blazer. You could have been a foot out the door tonight. There could have been no double dudes. That God forbid, it could have just been just me on here yammering away. No one wants to hear that. Uh, thankful to have you. are Right, we're we're crunch time. You are having a child at any point. Well, maybe not at any point. Well, one year of wrestling. Yeah, it's brain. not like the movies. The I've sort of found out. It's like it's not like the like. She's not gonna like kick down the door upstairs and be like, "My water broke. Let's go." Like right. That's not really how it works. So uh, I feel pretty – I've calm enough to have one – to sip one beer for the first time in uh, in like a couple weeks. I love it when my brother goes calm mode. Uh, you're right, Zoobs. <laughs> what a show tonight. My oh my. Tuning in on a Wednesday never felt so good. Hello to the Brainiacs in the chat. If you don't mind – here's a great way to thank Zoobs if you're here for the first time. It's hit on follow. Site. We're on the road to 2,000 Brainiacs. We would love if you would partake – in that road with us uh, I mean, if you, if you really times. if you really want to thank me subscribe you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah okay i like okay so maybe a polite like a oh thanks man is it the follow yeah. but Josh if you want to say this guy's approaching fatherhood and rather than paypal him directly some money let's make him split it with josh and jeff bezos <laughs> by subscribing but of course you could always do that with prime speaking of lord bezos here over on twitch if you have an amazon prime account which i know you do because you've purchased something in the past couple of years you are currently giving your monthly amount entirely to Jeff Bezos' pocket. It does not have to be that way. Sickening. You can, go, you can go on with your Prime account. You can hit subscribe with Prime. You get a free Twitch subscription. One a month, and you can give it to us. And Zoobs and I will get a piece of that pie. Zoobs, an exciting night. Anfield Road dropping a five-pack right out the gate. Our brother Alex dropping five subscriptions, putting us well on the way to a hype train. I guess some subs came in. Oh, botch-style pile driver. Also dropping, the people love tonight, Zoobs. This is for FDR. This is for the Young Bucks. This is for Eddie Kingston. Hell, this might even be for the Sword and Shield. Uh, Kev Sell on the board there. 17 months. 17 months. Let that sink into your brain. 17-month subscriber. I couldn't count that high until I was 17, Zoobs. Good gravy. 
Eight months for America is so bad. Another person who I think you and I would think that's a recent that's a recent brainiac is America's right. so bad. Eight months. Eight, eight months. months. Been here basically my whole crazy. Looks like the chat absolutely loved this. Now, Zips, as you know, off the top of the show generally, and thank you for those plugs. We'll get to some more of those later. Because I know the people love the plugs. I want to frame tonight's <laughs> score ask. In sort of a different way than usual. You know how it goes, dudes. I usually ask the Brainiacs of a scale of one to seven, one being the worst of ever being the best. What did you think of tonight's episode of AW Dynamite? But I want to frame it a little differently tonight. Because a lot of, let's say, uh, the people that you and I get out of bed for did not wrestle on this episode. Uh, were, were vacant. A lot of oxygen left in the room for some faces that aren't, uh, I'll say, dynamite stalwart. So let's see how the score comes in with not a different cast of Dynamite tonight, but... Uh, in ring, some uh, some different faces than the ones we've been seeing lately. So with that said, I'll say it one more time, Zoobs. On a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best, where do you and the Brainiacs in the chat give tonight's episode of AW Dynamite? You didn't spend money watching this show. It's true, but... But, but you know, you get a refund for your money, Josh. You, 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 good luck getting a refund for the time. Good luck getting a, good luck getting your time back. Well, good luck. Good luck. You you call the you call the Bank of Nova Scotia or TD Bank, if you will, and you say, "Hey, I, I overdraft." You know, salient point. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen on the old Timerouski. So overdraft. That is a nice service, though. God bless the banks. Eh? it's like, hey, you can, ways, you can owe us money on your money. In many ways, this is just as important. And also, Pacefell dipping into the dipping into the old purse there. Five gifted and Thank damn it, you, damn it, Pace. damn it, with the gifted people gifting it out. People going nuts for the top guys, and in that. They mean the sword and shield of, of AE double teams. You know what's tragic for us? It's an apparent truth that we get more followers and subscribes when Dynamite is better. <laughs> we we don't know. I, I didn't make the show. Uh, but like you all, greatly enjoyed tonight. Let's get to the score, Zoobs. Do you want me to machine gun through them, or are you feeling like the read tonight? I'll, I'll rip through a few here. I, I feel hands-free tonight. We're going to get into it a little bit more later. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm vibing in a way that I don't, I don't usually get to do. It's this. I nice. love it. This is dad mode right here. Uh, good friend Jake leads us off with a seven, six and a half from Jay Iggs, bot style pile driver and Kev Sell. Seven's a piece, a six from Yaya would have been a seven, they said, but the tables match kind of a dud. 6.6 from Corvax, just give it a seven, six point. Coward seven. If it's above seven, six and a five, you're a seven. It's on seven, seven from Anfield television. Six from seven. Dennis Dirty Work, seven from Rusty Shed, six from Tuck and Shea. Easy Sevy says uh, hard boiled Yeg, which I think is an Eglinton, uh, pardon me, an Edmonton uh, reference. I say that every week, hard boiled Yeg. It's like that's got to be an Edmonton reference. Yeah, I think that's Edmonton, right? Well, the yeah, y -E I think it is. Uh, Danny DeRosha, six. Six is from America is so bad. Keeg, 1717, Stone Cold ET, Tom Hummel, Cadenza, Chain Wallet Owner, and Sever all with sixes. 5.75 on Pacefell with a really good, really great app dog shit match in the middle yeah yeah uh, that, we'll, we'll talk about that hardy's match in the middle of this thing i'm glad people were able to remove their nostalgia goggles and recognize some dog shit when they saw it uh we're still going seven from damn it damn it damn it whole show 5.5 they say uh six from c supper ftr in all caps from uh qui-gon gin and juice great name oh, six from will murray 1983 some great some less so hardball the egg Clarifying when a main event is that good and the rest of the show is at least a 5.5, the show becomes a 7, according to my math. I don't hate that logic. A 7 yeah. from Maddie Mac and Lucas or Luke, I don't care. 7. Uh, 6 from Jay's Retro. Who Fuck. was it who said if it's 5.5 and then a great main, that's a 7 to them? I think that's hard the egg. Yeah, I think that largely hits right for me. Give it and a, you could almost substitute... 
you could almost substitute great match for like big debut or big yeah. off air angle. A seven but, event. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a better way of saying just it. Just do too. me a favor and just reach over the old right shoulder for me. Give a little taparuski for the uh for the for the five point five oh, to yeah! seven kick. Yeah, that's it. That's well earned. You're damn right. And thank you to Damn It, Damn It, Damn It for another gifted sub and Cadenza for subscribing with Prime, showing how easy it is. It's it is easy. so easy. It's Even so easy. I can do it. A guy who literally can, cannot figure out a damn thing tech-wise. <laughs> to an embarrassing degree. Now, Zoobs, I was disappointed this week because I watched Dynamite on legal means once more. And you know what I heard? Best music you've ever heard in your life. Lock the fuse! Right! <laughs> oh, God. The horrible <laughs> intro music of Dynamite. For those of you who weren't tuned in last week, I, I've been watching by legal means, and last week, they didn't play the intro. I guess the last show just ran late, though. I thought, is this a creative choice by TSN that I actually happened to be incredibly for? Uh, it was not. The horrible new metal butt rock of uh, Light the Fuse <laughs> plays us in tonight. Uh, but it is cut off, as Dynamite so often is these days, by Adam Cole's entrance music. They love to kick off Dynamite with, uh, it's all about the boom zoos. I think they are more and more they themselves are becoming all about the boom. Mm, you're, you're saying by osmosis, the song constantly blowing or blowing, uh, blaring uh, a little Freudian there, as they might say. Uh, <laughs> the, that song blaring is uh, the, it is by osmosis made yeah. it all about the boom. Initially, I... it was not all about the boom, but in saying it's all about the boom over and over. It's all about that. There we go. I'm starting to have some existential, like, what if Adam Cole is right? And it, it is all about the boom. And I've been flippant. And it turns out <laughs> the boom is a lot of it. You know, I think we're going to find out when I become a father here if how much of this is actually about the boom. And then I'll have to pass that on to my son. Are you saying it may be more about your son than the boom? <laughs> I, I'm saying the math is tougher than it was a couple couple weeks ago. Careful careful what you say. We're a wrestling program. <laughs> That's careful. You got to be careful with what you say. Uh, Adam Cole out to his normal, enormous reaction. This is a very hot crowd at tonight's Dynamite, which is just going to up. You want to talk about things that add to the score equation. This is going to go, you know, a 0.5 to a full point up with a crowd this hot, at least at the beginning of this show. Um, Adam Cole's music and Christian's music are a dichotomy of the two types of wrestling themes. Christian being the ones I like and Adam Cole's less so, where it's like, I get that Adam Cole's is hooky, but I love the Christian vibe entrance. The crowd is also hot for Christian as him versus Adam Cole. Kicks us off tonight. Zoobs, what did you think of this uh, singles encounter that kicked off Dynamite tonight? It, it, by God, Josh, somehow, some way, this is going to sound uh, weird for me to have said based on what I've said previously, but it felt special to have Christian wrestling a special a singles match. Oh, this is an event sort of thing. Like, we don't yes. get this every week in, in a way that some of the other, even Adam Cole himself, who has come over recently and wrestled a lot of one on one matches, Christian's sort of been like, at the side or in a supporting role, he's part of the trios team. Uh, when he is in matches as a singles guy, it's in like six man ladder matches or like gimmick, gimmick bigger gimmicky things, battle yeah. royals, if you will. Um, to have him, hey, we got a Christian singles match. I was like, whoa, Christian singles, love that. I love that app. Well, and beyond that, Zoobs, I think uh, part of that reason was uh, commentary really going in depth about this, pointing out that Christian's only singles loss in AEW is Kenny Omega. Now that's a stat that sounds better than it actually is. I'm not even sure how many singles people he's wrestled who aren't Kenny Omega, who, <laughs> yeah. who you might have heard of. But nonetheless, they really did go out of their way to be like Christian, who was this big debut signee, maybe even haven't ha hasn't had his breakout yet in all elite wrestling. Uh, yeah. I thought this too. 
I, I don't know. This is something that you lose in the absence of a, a house show circuit. I didn't think these guys had the best chemistry zoops. I liked this match, but I thought maybe they were just like a half step out of sync for portions of this. Did, did you or the chat smell this? Uh, chat, anybody else feel this? Or was this more a me thing? I am with you. Uh, the like, hey, it's neat to have Christian's singles matches uh, sort of very quickly mitigated, but with, uh, as you said, felt sort of a half step out of sync and also like have gotten a lot about Adam Cole singles matches recently. Yeah. So I sort I sort of feel like he's somebody that uh, you start to see the steps coming pretty far, pretty far ahead of time. When you see him too much, we, we remarked a couple weeks ago that like you put him in a title match opportunity, you put him in these big special moments. He's very great at hitting his cues and hitting his points and moving things along and hitting that story i don't know that he's somebody that like i need the work rate match for 15 minutes every single week on tv it's sort of you get that we, we, we might have had six or eight of them in the last couple months it's like it does sort of it's just sort of like hitting the marks for me and and you get the you know the way that he wins isn't clean per se but you know it doesn't do a ton for him to get it to get a clean one over over christian yeah, you're sort of fighting both things there, right? And I agree with you about the Adam Cole repetition thing. And in that vein, he feels like almost there, and correct me if you can think of anybody else, but it almost feels like their go-to upper mid-card TV wrestler. Like if they want yeah. somebody that's going to get a reliable reaction and a match at a certain level, they know they can go to Adam Cole. He's going to be a baby face out the gate with the entrance, the, the, the three huge pops on the way to the ring. And then he's, like you say, if a little predictable – definitely have you ever seen an adam cole match that you would give less than a b to or like something not maybe not a b but like a c plus we're like yeah totally the word serviceable feels like maybe it's underrating it a little bit but it's like it's never going to be a bad match him versus anyone right yeah 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 it, it it was perfectly perfectly fine for the beginning of this show i think you nailed it right there with the upper mid card sort of showcase guy i think that's what darby sort of was for the for a long part of the the pandemic era was right. sort of that guy that they had come out or, or the guy they had at the end depending on what they needed on any given night i think he has settled into that as sort of their their bookend guy but uh yeah the the just it just wasn't like a it wasn't a barn burner it wasn't a clicker the crowd did everything they could i think to support it and it did help uh with the hot crowd and and sort no of the question. spectacle of of seeing christian but um you know you're coming off a heavy weekend of wrestling last week with a lot of heavy wrestling uh it was sort of it, it that doesn't stand out in the way that it may have on a, on a, a week where you're surrounded with a few less hours of like great in-ring work. I think that's right, Zoobs. And maybe we should have even discussed that a little bit out the gate. And I'm sure in the post-show show, we can get into a little bit more mania and watching habits, uh, actual discussion. But I will just say that uh, this, is it fair to say that they position this as a dynamite after mania? Like to me, it did. It's like exiting mania weekend. Tony Khan wanted to make sure that this was a big deal with a big match on top. Even though they're not connected to New York, I do think they went out of their way to make the sort of an event dynamite to carry the momentum from that weekend. I do think it does make the episode play differently. Um, this is going to sound like it can't be true, and yet it seems self-evident to me. Christian has a much better spear than Edge. <laughs> well, that's not, yes. That is, that's damning with faint praise, but uh, absolutely right. I agree. What was that saying? Damning with faint praise? Yeah, that's a great saying. That's You're a really. Say, yeah, very, I am going to be nice. absolutely taking that. That is uh, <laughs> a. That's perfectly what I mean here. That's it. As <laughs> as so often with the zooms, you said it perfect, brother. Uh, I found myself like I do in so many of these matches, kind of impressed by Christian, especially at the end of it. Not even a for his age thing, but he's a he stands out as big, especially against Adam Cole, and it was fluid for his part at the end. But uh, after this match, Red Dragon 
is out. They're beating down Christian Jurassic Express out for the save, but they're still outnumbered. And who's the guy who saves people in this company? Well, of course, it's their world champion, Hangman Page, uh, out to go settle the score with these guys for once and for all. He challenges Adam Cole to a, a Texas death match. Maybe we're getting into a little too many of these things, but uh, a Texas death match in Texas, a blow-off match between he and Adam Cole. Uh, I'm sort of happy to put this feud in the rear view, but I loved this Hangman promo. This might have been one of my favorite exchanges between these two guys in this sort of two-stretched-out feud. The slap when he's like, look at me when I'm talking to you. I don't know if they planned that out or not, but that, that got my attention. I was like, whoa, sitting on my couch. Yeah, this guy, Will Smith over here. Okay, all right. <laughs> this you heard about this at the Save for the stage zooms god <laughs> man well came smith. by the place on the weekend and he we started talking about Will smith oh boy. what's I, can we talk about manel's thoughts on the slap real quick what's manel got to say he said he shouldn't have done it but i was like man well you slapped you you had a guy or two in your day say the wrong thing and you had to slap him and straighten him out and he if, said, he said well, something, if will smith said something to alberta you're telling me manel's not getting <laughs> yeah. out of the chair he said, that's a different story you know that's, that's <laughs> yeah that <it> sure is <laughs> no, um i i also sort of like that's sort of it, it 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 felt good in my brain with hangman sort of claiming not claiming but sort of um taking the texas death match as his sort of thing as sort of i guess that's true i think when 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 he went up against uh the murder hawk monster we were sort of like oh he's gonna have to beat everybody at their own game and i sort of do like that like he won that and now he, he sort of mentally thinks okay that's an advantage that i have now is like yeah, I know that I can I can beat Lance Archer at this. I damn sure know I can beat Adam Cole at this. Like I think that is a nice wrinkle for him to to add these challenges that he's overcoming as champion. He is then adding as strengths of his own, which I think is sort of a neat thing because we we do sort of continually, and I don't think this veers off of this is like Hangman hasn't really had his own journey and his own stories, and the Cole thing has felt a bit like since some, the title since he won the since, title. since the title win since yeah. the title win of course before that, but. Um, I think that's like a nice small thing to to have burning, to have him adding skills and adding things and and taking from the people that he's beating and and sort of claiming things for his own. I think that is important and hopefully yeah. leads us down a road that for a, for a bigger payoff when he is blazing his own trail and telling his own story again here on the title run. Will this get uh, and I'll ask the chat this as well. Will this get you all to tune in to Friday Rampage Live? Well, Zoobs, like a, a little different ask for you. If circumstances were different, Zoobs, would this be the sort of match that gets you to watch Rampage Live? Texas Deathmatch for the title, Hangman Page versus Adam Cole too. Yeah, 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 it would be. It would be title match, world world title match. That's You, you want to watch that live. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, who knows? After, after this last weekend, man, who knows what I'll tune in, tune in and watch? Who knows? Uh, damn it, damn it, damn it, pointing out that uh, I learn a lot of uh, cliches or idioms on the show. Um, and it's, it's true. I, when you're raised by ESL people, I think you miss out on uh, things like that. I think, uh, you know, people, people, we we bring them in with like the loud and the personality. Like, you know, we you know, I go over the top, you and me yeah. with our jokes and the bad sure. jokes. But it, we are educating as much as we are entertaining. I get smarter every week sitting across from the Zoobs. That's, that's, a, that's the damn truth. He might get a little dumber sitting in proximity to me, but that, that's a whole different discussion. Um, I think everybody feels a little done with this feud, but I do want to shout out Adam Cole and Hangman for still like bringing some fire to this, like still being able sure. to capture my interest with just a little bit of physicality, some big believability, and a very cool shirt. I thought the Hangman was wearing that, that uh, pink cowboy shirt, but yeah, I would I will tune in on Friday for this one, but also be uh, happy to see it in the rear view. Do we think Punk or rather uh, Hangman gets another? heel opponent on his way to cm punk double or nothing still a ways out to move right into punk i feel like yeah we can see what 
who or what sort of springs out of the, you know, the Texas death match and the, the no disqualification and the open sort of opens you up to a lot of different things. Not that I think totally, be, I'm sure there'll be a fair bit of interference in running and we'll see, we'll see the Jurassic express and we'll see the elite and we'll see a bunch of different stuff that a bunch of different ways. But um, yeah, I think there's one more, I, I would, I would guess something else gets thrown in punk's way here as he, the, the line's a little too direct him just doing like, I want to go after the belt. I think it's a little too, a little too direct. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Maybe somebody like Miro, Ron return. Yeah, someone's got to look at that and, and see. Even like I wouldn't hate all ego Ethan Page versus um, Hanger, or even like a Champ versus Champ Scorpio Sky defense. I don't know. I'm just spitballing with Battle of the Belts coming up. Um, looks like the chat of, yeah. largely agrees. Uh, the they love the Friday, and Maddie Mac, our mod, the axe of the network, pointing out that the Friday live rampages often deliver. And he's right. The the one hour live shows are always good. And seeing Maddie Mac, the, the mod of our channels, is a good time to remind people, as any, that this is a transphobia, homophobia, and racism-free space. If you are thinking of making a joke in that vein, do not do it. If you're like, oh, this is this dances around the line. Maddie Mac, Maddie Mac has has zoobs and minds absolutely if that's even treading the line, ban him from the chat, ban him from the channel. You're never gonna get to see the zoobs again. Of course, if you if you go subscribe to my Patreon, you might get to hear me again. You can't come on Discord, I'll know it's you. But you'll never get to hear the zoobs again. Well, I guess if they listen to less than Jay's. But they'll never get to hear them here. So don't do it. Unless you lose us forever. We don't want to see. Yeah. Matty Max got the axe in the chat. You're damn right. So, sort of a pickaxe he picked there. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting. Imagine imagine killing someone with one of those instead of a normal axe. Yeah, I was thinking more of like a like a, a battle axe or a tomahawk when you Yeah, or lumber like a lumberjack. Yeah, hatchet. Slow and painful if you do those things, though. I have no problem with that. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not volunteering to get attacked by a pickaxe. But you'd almost probably rather pick the. You'd be like, okay, which one am I coming after you with? You'd almost probably rather pick the lumberjack axe. Let's talk more about this. <laughs> we well, get a pull going. What kind of axe would you like to be attacked by? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor recap here. Speaking of WrestleMania weekend, of course, we all know. Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor Wrestling, and they put on their first relaunch show. Um, I put my thoughts about it and all of Mania Weekend on my Patreon at patreon.com slash j0shc. That $5 gets you that episode, all my solo wrestling brain episodes, and into my Discord, where the greatest wrestling discourse on Earth is happening. So we won't get into it all here. But Zoobs, you took in the show too, and you largely enjoyed it, right? Suffice to say? I did. Yeah, I, I had I. it was sort of... You know, we talked last Wednesday, and you asked if I was going to watch it, and I was like, I, I doubt it. It just doesn't. I just don't see it lining up. Right. And it ended, ended up lining up where, like, I had my phone, and I had uh, I had a couple hours of like the exact prime of what I wanted to watch, and I had a I had a blast. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I had hoped for. Was like, it was, the 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 tag team match was an absolute classic clinic. I was I was thinking about it for several days after, and the rest of it was like. It was perfectly in the tone that I wanted it to be. It was. It felt spiritually different. It felt, um, but connected. Like it was like it was like it was a part, but it was also its own thing. And and watching the post show interviews cemented that. And then we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, where I was just like, the thing that gives me hope is that everybody involved in it seems to really love ROH and really want ROH to be its own thing. And I think uh, I come away even more confident that like. It's going to be handled in a way that that feels special and unique and cool. And people started talking about stuff like, um, you know, we we talk often, and you mentioned very rightly often about the the banger runs that NXT put on with with the pay per views, the takeovers, yeah. Um, and someone sort of suggested is like if if ROH just runs 
the Fridays of the Saturday and Sunday AEW shows and puts on like five hot matches. Like I can't sit here and say that's not going to be a huge part of those weekends for me. I love hearing that. And I think I am paraphrasing because you texted me a couple things about it, but, but you the spirit was like, if they want me to have interest in ROH, like this show was a great job in getting me in the door in that, which I think you're like exactly who they need to cast that net out on. Who's the, who's the AW hardcore who maybe doesn't have like a ton of nostalgia for ROH, but likes the names that are currently in AW and can some bleed and certainly an incredible tag match. We can talk about that maybe later when we get to the FTR Young Bucks match and just talk about sort of the FTR week they've had. But, uh, and I think they nailed it. So uh, they recap that show, but largely just showing the ending of the Bandito Gresham match where uh, a newly turned Jay Lethal comes out with Sanjay Dutt attacks the champion jonathan gresham and who comes to the save returning to ring of honor well, of course it's the man who held their title for more consecutive days than anybody else he's all lead as we learned tonight but as they showed on this ring of honor recap samoa joe going to be in both of these companies enormous news for all of us um in a word zoobs and we'll talk about his debut here of course but can you sort of catch us up to your relationship with samoa joe as he enters aew uh, a, a, like a real great highlight film guy. I think if you're, if you're ah. looking for like a natural sports comp, it's like a, a guy that you you just see a ton of highlights and it just like exudes uh, legitimacy. I think he just exudes like he's legitimately a badass and like is an ass kicker. He he seems really authentic. Uh, the size is undeniable. The, the, the presence, he feels big. He feels uh, like, I don't know, he, he's so perfectly focused and distilled uh like the, just the way he walks to the ring is very much like you can feel the fire coming off of him uh i think somebody that in a in a company full of promo is going to still stand out in as a promo and uh is a great mix of like has always sort of represented i don't know I, this may be a bit of a stretch but he's always sort of represented counterculture in wrestling he's like he's never mm. really even though he did have a wwe run and, and everybody did eventually there in that in the in the, in the teens um he was always sort of like you know he was in tna and he was in roh and he was fighting kibashi and it was like you always had to sort of know to get the very best of samoa joe even when he you know sort of capping off with nxt samoa joe um i think he's always sort of been at the forefront of what is north america's modern like cutting edge wrestling so i think he's a great fit in that way especially if he's going to be you know leading the roh revival Beautifully said, as always, Zoobs. Uh, I would only add on to that in saying um, he has always had this weird, misunderstood... Like, Gabe Sapolsky is the only guy who has successfully booked him as, like, this huge drawing card. And it's not hard to do. Like, TNA sold their two highest-selling pay-per-views ever are Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle. Both of them. Uh, I think it's Lockdown 06 and might be the bound for glory right before it but whatever those two are those are the two highest selling pay-per-views they have then they just book him in consistently and he he never seemed to like he's a timing guy right in a different era either earlier or before when he entered he would have been this hyper obvious top guy for any company but in the like exiting body guy but not quite flippy indie surge era like he's neither of those things right his biggest advocate was Mick Foley. Like that's the guy who was always in New York's ear to be like, you need to sign this guy from TNA. Like they are toiling him away. And this guy is an enormous star. So I like that framing very much. He returns here. 
well, not returns. He debuts here in AEW to take on Maximum Caster, one half of the surging acclaim to Samoa Joe's out first. I couldn't really hear his theme over the extremely loud crowd, which I suppose is a good thing to be able to say, but he's one of the only people whose best theme is their New York theme. So I hope they managed to get something good for him. Did the chat manage to hear it? The uh, the really poorly animated cane flames are a weird. Are yeah, a the weird fire? Choice. I don't think fire in Samoa Joe. No. Um, I think uh, Harbaugh the Egg nailing it with the Joe carries himself like a star and always has. And I think that's a good compare, good companion to piece to yours of always like the timing is always just off with him as, as sort of like the the peaks and valleys when they're when they're met and and missed. But he certainly carries himself and handles himself as somebody that is a legacy champion. He 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 is a champion in the way that he carries himself at all times. And, and like you said, both with the belt and without it, he carries that legitimacy. Uh, thank you to Sepa55 for the sub. We love those. We love follows. And of course, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. If you're watching this right now, we've got Pushbook Barry yet to come. All of Dynamite still to go. Text a friend, let him know that Zoobs and I are getting down, getting down and moving it all around as we go through this damn show. Maddie Mack pointing out, he seems like he would have been great in early 90s or, or all Japan. Yeah, I mean, he would have been an absolute no-brainer for that. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Saying, gotta rewatch Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. It's the best match you'll ever see that's under eight minutes. You'll never find a better match than that that's under eight minutes long. You'll never do it. You can search high. Oh, you can get on that little goo. Oh, there's this thing happening in the 50s. No one gives a shit. It wasn't better than Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I do like that your where you went to where where am I possibly going to find a better eight minute match was like the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, well, that, everything back then. You know how these things are, Zooms. They the, the TV shows were shorter. The people were shorter. So were the matches. <laughs> well, where do you think? What decade do you think matches were shortest in? Ooh, um, it's tough to say because I, I wanted to say like the late '90s because I wanted to say like that crash style is like probably true. But it's it's honestly probably the '80s, right? Because the TV shows would have been mostly squashes, right? They would have like hours. mania. All the matches are like like that was my thinking and going all the way back to the '50s. It's like right. WrestleMania one and two are like three, four, and five minute matches. Like the main yeah. is eleven minutes. <laughs> WrestleMania one and two. The fifties. Thirty years. Thirty years after the fifties. <laughs> well, then I thought it would only be expounded the further we sure. went no, back. That's the logic checks out. Then logic checks out. Yeah, Producer Maddie chiming in the ear, pointing out Bruno San Martino was there, a noted Iron Man, did sixty in the garden. So uh, who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> I can't. Im Speaking of which, and this is a tangent that I'll get off quickly because I know we're going through the show. I can't. I can't imagine sitting through a, a sixty-minute match like way back then. Like what? Are you but I guess people were foaming at the mouth for. It, but like, wow, that would have been. You want to know the truth? What's that? A lot of Italians in New York. Okay, Max mm. Caster and Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe enters in ring to an enormous reaction. Rarely hear his music, like I pointed out. Max Caster comes out. I thought one of his uh, best freestyles ever, maybe, if not in a while, bringing up that uh, Samoa Joe was champ when we beat them in ratings and uh, pointing out that he's injury prone. Uh, small complaint here, Zoobs. I don't think Max Caster should have been allowed to finish this rap. Like, Samoa mm. Joe does not seem like the sort of guy who's going to be like, oh, I'm injury prone. 
Like Samoa Joe is a smash mouth rough guy. Like I think he should not ran up to the ramp, but like gone and met up up on the ramp and as Matt Caster's uh, doing his thing, hitting him with a big ear and Augie and then just walking back to the ring and be like, okay, now let's start this match. I think that would have been a really nice touch to get across the viciousness of Samoa Joe, but I understand not doing it in the name of burying Max Caster, but this was a very one-sided match anyway. Like it, it wasn't like they were letting Caster, they, they, get, they didn't get Joe off his feet in this match. Like this was big show versus Spike Dudley in terms of AEW booking. Well, he did chuck himself to the outside, which is, which is, Literally, <laughs> but no, you're abs- you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, well, not not so not so much. People need to hear the Max Caster raps. The, the crowd loves the acclaimed. Uh, I I was actually thinking about this, and uh, you know, a little later on when MJF comes out, and it's not a problem. But like people also cheered the MJF theme. I think people MJF uh, AEW is in a place where like people just love seeing everybody right now, right? And that's sort of what's what's going on. It's one of the best rosters ever assembled. Like, how how do you not? Think of who wasn't on the show tonight. No Brian Danielson or John Moxley or CM Punk wrestling. Like, all of them had video packages backstage. Um, and they still managed to feel that way. So, yeah, yeah. this roster is something else. Of course, Kenny, not on TV in ages. Uh, every wrestler should just be forced to watch Samoa Joe throw jabs. They should just mm. be forced to do it. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to punch someone, let's look at Samoa Joe and see how he does it. And the truth is, he just punches people pretty hard, but he does like body shots. He hits to the stomach, to the chest, and throws with not actual technique, but great wrestling technique. Uh, his famously, he barely throws low kicks anymore in wrestling because he and low key broke down into a kicking match. Basically, every wrestler from that era will tell you they hated getting kicked by Samoa Joe, or as CM Punk calls him lovingly in their shoot interview, old tree trunk legs. Not the nicest, not the most catchy thing out of the best in the world, but uh, not a lot of low kicks from Joe tonight as he puts down Max Caster pretty quickly, but a uh, nice. Uh, Everybody gets over here, right? Muscle Buster. Oh, God. Yeah, what, what do you think of seeing that again, Zoobs? Awesome. Uh, you love to get it out of the way right away. Say, Muscle Buster is back. Fear not. Shout out to Mike Phil in my Discord saying, uh, is that the movie uh, Almost Paralyzed Old What's-His-Name with? So, and then, there, there you go. Wow. Uh, the Muscle Buster, uh, truly great finish to see again. Yeah, most beautiful to see it with. What did you I'm, think? What I think about what? The whole match? Uh, Samoa Joe's entrance to AEW. Great. Yeah. It feels, he feels big. He feels, he feels, and listen, this happens every, this has been happening once a month. Somebody comes in and like, oh, this feels big. But with ROH being, uh, a, a, you know, about to launch and, and him clearly being a part of that with that being where he made his entrance. Um, I think, you know, not knowing what they're about to do with both of those rosters. I think he's somebody that can be very versatile for him. and can be at the top of either card at any time or having uh, a, a non-title feud with anybody you need at any time uh, with plenty of fire and plenty of vim- vigor. And you happy to see him go promo for promo with basically anybody uh, that's been around for a long time. And, and, and uh, you know, I think there's some great matchups for him and his physicality. And that's, you know, especially the, you know, the forbidden door, if you will, the, the matchups that could happen uh, for him across both of these companies. It's, it's pretty cool. Totally agree. Um, I hope that the moment these guys are both eliminated in the second-ish round of the Owen Hart tournament, we can just link up Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe as quickly as possible. Yeah. Just as quick as we can have those two in a full-fledged feud together, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But instead of talking to the great Eddie Kingston, he is talking to Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, who are uh, on video backstage the ROH feud is continuing, and it looks like we'll be moving to Samoa Joe versus uh, Jay Lethal in the future here. Zoobs, you talked about his entrance feeling big. 
He talked about the bleed over with ROH and that he belongs at the top of both cards. But we're going to do our first keep it or kick it of the evening in this exact vein. Matt, do you want to play our new keep it or kick it theme? Now that is good stuff. What a what a song to keep up or to kick off rather, of course, the first of three. Keep it or kick it's tonight. Zoops, do you remember the rules to keep it or kick it? I do. I would never forget them. Well, you ha- you have before. That's a long time ago, man. No, okay, sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. Sorry, you did ask it. <laughs> that's on me. I'm sorry. Well, then for then for the chat who does not remember, let me kick into the rules of keep it or kick it. Of course, I'm gonna give you a prompt from the wrestling world, Zoops, and you and the chat will head on over to your emotes bar. And see two in there. One that says keep, one that says kick. You're going to respond one of those to the prompt. Of course, keep means you like it, you love it, you'll want some more of it. And kick means you hate it, despise it, and never want to see it again. Zoobs. I think now everybody remembers the rules. People are people are losing it over the keep it or kick it theme. They loved it. <laughs> well, there's one. There's one too loud. But uh, probably the most unique. Another great first, piece of music written by uh, Matt Prince here for us. Incredible. <laughs> He does all the music That's for this honor. channel, it's an and uh, that one just tremendous. Zoobs, Samojo made his debut to All Elite Wrestling tonight. According to our Twitter timeline, everybody felt like his impact was seismic and that he could fight anybody and pick up a W. But I want to cut to the core of it. He's a little old, and like Max Caster pointed out, a little injury prone. So I think if we're going to do it, we got to get to it. So I ask you, Zoobs, keep it or kick it. Samoa Joe as AEW World's Heavyweight Champion by the end of 2023. He's loosening his neck. That that means well, Zoobs knows I think this I, is a big one. I like to give the I like to give the chat time. I don't want to influ- I don't want my answer to influence the chat. You're an influential guy. You change my mind on this show all the time. I don't want people. You know, we got to agree with Zoobs again, right? I hate I hate that, right? It's, a, yeah, it's people tough. love agreeing with you and disagreeing it's, with me. It's like um responsibility right frankly you feel like a weight on your shoulders to get it right i can't and i can't i know i can't give it uh i can't think about just me right my no more selfishness um <laughs> mostly kicks i would agree with the chat i i i, I kicked that i think either you want to make him roh champ tomorrow absolutely uh i don't think AEW champion is is what i need for samojo let me dive into it here, Zeus. We've got Anfield Road with a keep. Yeah, yeah, with a kick. Sever one with a kick. Pacefall with a keep. Danny DeRosha with a keep. Maddie Mack with a keep. Double X307 with a kick. Hardboiled Yeg with a kick. Good friend Jake with a kick. Anfield Road with a kick. Cadenza with a kick. Kevsell with a kick. Heartnote with a kick. Damn it, damn it, damn it with a keep. C Suppa with a kick. Botch style pile driver with a kick. Stone Cold DT with a kick. McVander Huge with a keep. Jay Iggs with a kick. And Corvax with a kick. Tom Hummel with a kick. What do you say, Zoobs? 30 20? Yeah, with 30-70, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 30-20 and then another 50 is sort of where, yeah, that, that's what I <laughs> yeah, meant. Yeah. Uh, where are you on that one, Zoobs, now that the answers have rolled in? It's a kick. Yeah, I, I agree with people in the chat, some of them saying uh, they would prefer to see him as the ROH champion. 
Um, I think that's the right positioning. Kick, it, it is a kick for me. I like what they've done with the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, where it very much seems like there is there has to be a road and a it's a it's a pretty clear signifier that they've built a large amount of the show around you getting there and being the champion. They, they sort of has been right. It, it hasn't been just like, oh, that guy has heat making the champion. It's sort of it's very much been like the, the champions in this show are, are figured out months in advance and it takes a long road for them to get there. And it's sort of it, it's it's a worthiness thing um, to a degree. I, I enjoy that about what they've done. I'm not saying there's not value in doing it a different way. I'm just saying I really enjoy that. It's it's really paid off for me in a big way. Um, and not that I don't think Joe can get there. I just think there are so many guys in line that I don't know that I need Joe for that. I don't know that that's the – for me, that's not like I'm – not, I'm not dying for it in the way that I would be for, I think, some, a lot of other people on the show or before him. What about Brian Danielson or Punk? Not that Joe is exactly on their level, but I, I feel like some of the things you said could be applied to those guys. Do, do you think they could hold it, or are those almost just two different, two different of a case to really be? Compared? Yeah, it's it's a different case. Punk, Punk, and Danielson. I think you can, you know, you can you can build that bigger story in a, in a little easier way that it not is more palatable, but um, I think reflects the spirit in, in a way that that I would prefer, right? Because it, it ultimately, I, do, do I think it would be bad if Samoa Joe was champion? Absolutely not. I'm sure it would be badass, and they have the trust in me from the company that it would like they would pay it off and make it feel awesome. Uh, but just in terms of like if I was in control and, and it just wouldn't be the direction that I would probably go with it. But but as like the vanguard of ROH, as the guy carrying the flag and show up at any time and take on anybody and kick anybody's ass as the ROH champion, absolutely do it tomorrow. I like that. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Uh, sometimes moves we can't help but be ourselves. And so here's what I think should happen. Uh, apologies to everybody for you all being able to guess this from a hundred kilometers away, but alas. Uh, I think CM Punk should win the belt off of Hangman Page. And I think that title lineage matters. And CM Punk holding the AW World's Heavyweight title adds to that belt. And then I think he needs to have two classic feuds with it. Punk Joe 4 should happen for that belt with Punk winning. And then Punk Brian, technically two, but over the limit 2013 hardly counts. Like the Punk Brian feud should happen for that belt loses and then mjf should take it off him that's that's what i would do but those uh those big time feuds like those ones that we're gonna be watching like early AEW highlight videos for those guys should be holding that belt that's what i think yeah yeah absolutely i think that's i think that lineage makes all the sense in the world to me no one but cm punk is my answer for those uh the old <laughs> legends just it's different when you're the best zoos it's like you, zoos. Right. you don't play by the same rules as everybody you're the well best around. you know it's a case by case Sever still wants Mox to get a run with the belt. I agree. Corvax yeah. plus six thing. Josh, call Tony and get it booked. Tone, it's me, J Zero. Yeah, as if I got his number. He just, he just, Tony's Tony is, Tony just watches yeah. the show. <laughs> Tony's, Tony, Tony's a VOD nation. We've established this before. Yeah, he's one of the guys, like you say, Zoobs, who pays the, the money for the VODs. And we appreciate that. Not as much as the Brainiacs, but more than the Nasty Casties. The hierarchy of appreciation. Yeah. Let's move on, Zoobs, to uh, I'd say what's becoming a reliable show highlight for us, but I'm a little, I love the direction maybe this is going. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club is backstage. William Regal is making maybe the most animated faces I've ever seen him make in his entire <laughs> career. Uh, he's with Brian and Mox, and they're talking about Brian Danielson versus Trent Beretta, which I can't wait for. And 
He's saying, listen, Wheeler Yuta, I was at Ring of Honor. I watched him. He impressed me. Brian here, the perfect wrestler, he had a match with him uh, last week, and he won his respect. But now he has to impress the hardest one of us to impress. He has to get in the ring with Mox. I loved this angle to take with, uh, oh, if Wheeler Yuta's going to go in, he's going to have to win, you know, get all three of us. But can we get these guys acting as tag teams? We're now booked in two more singles matches. I'm not, I'm not loving that, Sears. No, I, I think we I think we stumbled on it last week as they with the stupid rankings thing, they've locked it in where they can't give their best tag teams too many matches because then everyone would be four and five and oh. They, they it's this the stupid use of the they they can't just have these things play out in tag matches because I know you're right themselves in that corner. It's it's, it's annoying. I'm I'm with you. It's a, it's a stupid uh it's a stupid bug to have willingly put on yourself. And that isn't to say, and I know you know this, Zeus, but just for my Twitter mentions' sake, I'm not saying that Brian Danielson versus Trent or John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta are bad matches. Like, I will be right. excited to watch both of those. I just don't know why it's like the two TV segments for a tag team. Mox doesn't even get regal. It's just, I don't know. You're a tag team or you're not. Right. Well, they're a club, I guess, is sort of the... But yeah, no, point. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Point. It's not... It's not uh... It doesn't feel like the optimal sort of deployment of, of this of this group. Good friend Jake asking in the chat, if you want Punk to win the belt, Josh, do you think he should beat Hangman? Yeah, I do. I said, I think, on our mailbag a month and a half ago that he shouldn't, and I've uh, come around on that. I think I said that on the show last week, right, Zeus? I can't remember. But yeah, I've, I've come around on it. Hangman's reign isn't exactly setting the world on fire to me. So, uh, And we've already given MJF like the first Punk win, so... Yeah, I, I think I think that's fine. Yeah. We get a bit well now you want to talk Zoob's bait on a show. Here we go. A big Sean Spears entrance. Zoob's yeah. correct me if I'm wrong here. The crowd was hot for the chairman. Uh as he's out on stage, he has what would you call this garment? It's a it's a hood. It's like just a hood, right? Yeah, a hood like with a... scarf, like yeah. It's tough, it's tough to know exactly what to call it. And then the lighting, big time for him. Were, were they green and red lights? I can't really remember, but like big lights might, out. Might have been a cool blue. Might have been might a cool been blue. That. Yeah. yeah. What, what, it didn't really make any sense to me. Sean Spears out here to take on Sean Dean and get like the big full entrance. What did you think of this? The, the crowd was like legitimately there for it. <laughs> I think you. I think when the entrance is that big, you expect someone else before you're expecting Sean Spears. I thought it was Malachi uh, Black at first, if I'm being Cody, honest. Cody's back. Well, Cody's back. Oh, my God. But no. <laughs> Uh, he is the chairman. A, uh, wow. I, 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 listen, we've spoke before about how the, the big payoff of the pinnacle is they got us to buy into a bunch of stuff we didn't expect to buy into, including the comedy yeah. value of Sean Spears. And it continues here. I, I buy in that he has the crazy elaborate entrance because he's affiliated with MJF. And uh, the scarf on the hood is <laughs> an MJF thing. I, I, I you can... There's just enough logic from what MJF has done here to give us the like, the route to get to to say, uh, they they have more money, they 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 have a pull, they have they can dink around and get fancy stupid stuff, and he's a crony stooge, so it's sort of funny juxtaposition for him to have this huge elaborate entrance. Uh, good friend Jake saying Sean Spears always gets this entrance. Uh, in other news, good friend Jake on pills. Uh, what do you? He he does not get an entrance on TV basically ever. What are you talking about? This is not the set standard for Sean Spears' on Dynamite matches whatsoever. And I've got the notes to prove it. Madness, Zeus. People want to know: Do you have a giant 
Do you have giant hands or is it a small ginger ale? People want to know. Small ginger ale, but I do got fucking bear paws as well. Yeah. So it's it's a column A and column B. Although they are horrible. I, this, is, horrible this is a cold. Purchase. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a cold shot. You can't tell on this. On this. It's the size of a five hour energy. <laughs> Uh, no, I wish. I wish that uh, my my hands were that large. But no, good friend James is going to go fuck this. himself instead. Listen, if you if you make the correction, you have to be right. You can't say you're wrong about this and be wrong. That's not how the exchange works. Uh, come on. We'd never want that to happen. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What do you think of Sean versus Sean here, Zoobs? Uh, Sean Dean, of course, flaunting his big win over MJF. Uh, where were you? Were you into this match? The crowd was into Sean Spears on entrance, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel like uh, they were hot for the entire match until a certain someone was showed on screen. Yeah, I'm not going to remember this one. Uh, come the end of the year, this was this is in service. Everyone waiting for Wardlow to show up. Uh, this is like classic, uh, middle of Nitro where they spend the whole time talking about something else. Like it's very clear that like we're not here to see Captain Sean Dean against Sean Spears. Um. Captain Sean Dean gonna get a second shirt out of this, I think. Well, oh gonna, God, sure yeah, you're like, thinking... sure like Captain Sean Dean, you know I beat you to MJF blows zero. That's what the shirts get. It's like something unbelievably bad. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt Meyer, Sean for business. Yeah, awful. Uh, luckily, they show Wardlow on screen, and the chant starts doing the Wardlow chant for him uh he is equally reckless to last week in terms of killing no less than 20 bodyguards on his way to try to get to mjf here uh crowd absolutely loves these moments i i don't know how long you can do security can't stop wardlow for like it was kind of weird to me to do it two weeks in a row even yeah it's like this is exactly what he did last week it's like a bunch of security is set up because mjf has paid them and they can't stop wardlow although mjf did say in the promo after this that next week he's gonna have twice as much security so maybe maybe that'll be the difference maybe they should fire a blank at him, and he should, like, shake off a bullet, right? He should, like, let's just Come on, that. that would be sick. Just, like, MJF fucking loses it and tries to shoot him, and he just, like, Ugh. You're joking, you know? but that would be sick. If this was GCW, <laughs> that, that'd be on the table. Uh, I think what they well, – let's get into car pranks. Let's get into – let's get into smashing stuff back backstage. I think that's where we're going next here. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people on our Twitter saying we couldn't have another women's match on this show. Like, we had to have Sean Spears versus Sean Dean. This definitely just could have been an angle in a in a video right. backstage. I'm I'm sympathetic to that argument. The, neither, you know, I I don't know. Sean Dean now has wins over two guys in the pinnacle. Do you see anything in this guy? Uh, not I mean, not really. It's not like they're showcase wins. It's a two roll ups we're talking about here. Matty Max saying Wardog really ragged all of these goons in the back. Dude, last, I, I, I don't I think it was it. Eddie this week that were as bad as last week. That first guy he just was, like goes into wall and on the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just as rough a bump as a guy could get. Yeah, that was tough. Real tough. But yes, equally or very rough this week still. Um, I don't know. Does anybody, is anybody in the chat into Sean Dean? It seems no. like a weird, it seems like a better wrestler would have gotten more out of an MJF win. If you are, I would love to know what you saw in the two matches that. <laughs> Somebody must have, right? Because like these wins over MJF or the win rather over MJF and now Sean Spears like, those aren't nothing wins. Like, as, as fucky as they are, if they gave those to somebody I think you or I were more interested in, that would be a pretty good hook for their character to sort of launch off of, right? 
But if someone if somebody was was good, then it wouldn't be like you couldn't even beat this guy. Wouldn't even be wouldn't yeah. Really. Touche. That that's a good point. It is sort of the the genesis of that even being an angle. But I don't know. I ultimately don't think Sean Dean. Like I don't think the moment that this angle doesn't exist, Sean Dean's getting a push out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Maybe he goes into the factory. Lots of mez and ez in the chat. Discerning, it's more fun that a jobber is beating the pinnacle. He's Fuego yeah. level and fine at it. Yeah, I think I think he's at Fuego level booking wise, but to me, just levels worse than than Fuego. Fuego is like the god tier jobber. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. He's got that cool shirt at least. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm thinking too. I'm thinking you make a shirt about beating Sean Spears by a roll up distraction. Wheeler Yuta is backstage holding the Ring of Honor TV title. A pretty good looking belt, I thought. And Zeus, no this... pure. He's got, he's got he has the pure champion. Or oh, sorry, the pure. What did I say? The TV title. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. ROH nerd. Right? I was gonna say you know ROH. ROH police has checked in. Wheeler uh, <laughs> Suzuki is the television champion. Push those glasses up, My of course, the pure champion, which does suit him better as well. Zoobs, I got to tell you, this backstage segment, it tore up my heart, Zoobs. I, it's going to hurt me to recap it. I, I I might go a little short on this and let you sort of expound on your thoughts. Sure, yeah, uh, I understand. Chuck Taylor says, listen, Marvez, give me a sec here to talk to, to Wheeler. And Wheeler points, or rather Chuck points out to Wheeler that he and Trent are good wrestlers. Like, you are, you were wanting to run to Brian Danielson. I beat that guy. Like, Trent's going to beat him in a couple weeks. Like, why not? Love what you have. And then Trent steps in. And I thought Trent, in the rare moment of outshining Chuck E.T., is like, I don't even like you. You should go. I'm going to kick Brian's ass. Then I'm going to kick your ass to show you what, you know, what you're missing out on. Do, do you like, there's a lot going on here, Zoobs, with Wheeler maybe defecting to the Blackpool, con- or, I mean, almost certainly at this point. What did you think of this segment? Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good to establish. And you listen, you're a jovial. I, th- I put you in as like a jovial guy that I think aligns very well spiritually with best friends in that when I somebody do. is one of your best friends, they sort they have a card, a free pass to be themselves around you, no matter what that means. Well, nice right? thing to say. Thank you. You, you accept them for that. Um, and sometimes people get that misconstrued to mean that you will say you will accept anything anyone does. And it's, it's, it's wow, sort of like this you, is a great you, read about me. You probably had to have some Trent Bray moments where you were like, listen, man, I, I ride it out with my friends. You're not one of my friends. Like, I, it doesn't, you don't get the, you don't get that. You don't you get, get to, to play have, like this. Exactly right. You, you don't, you're, you don't, we don't have the rapport. You, you don't get to treat me like I'm not here. Like, I, I read that as like making total sense and not betraying the best friend's character. Cause like the ultimately, the somebody whose whole identity is about being a good friend to somebody would, still have those boundaries and it's important to set that as you know it sets them apart as like just a comedy act that has no real purpose other than that you know very shallow it does allow them to have depth and 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 allows some real stuff and and also shows a bit of a difference uh between trent and 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 dust right because i love of, that. that's what i was yeah exactly he's just sort of naturally right. like let's all get along kind of guy and and trent's just sort of seen enough um i think it's awesome i think it's also cool in another way to see the Blackpool Combat Club pull that out of them too, right? Whether it's it's not direct, but it is sort of like that is sort of what they want to happen. That's sort of their bigger mission statement is like 
we want comedy guys to start seriousing it up a little bit and that it is sort of by osmosis happening even on the fringes of best friends man you always say it so well love everything you said there i, I kind of thought this was a low-key great segment um wheeler yuda is he seems destined to leave for blackpool right like that definitely is going to happen here but he is elevated up the card after this in a way that means you know is worth something to me anything that gets chuck and trent just as that duo on tv more literally bought the clothes on wheeler's back you talk about talk about, talk about chuck and trent not getting their respect anyway two guys who deserve the damn respect too as well as it was well pointed out by you as always, I really loved this segment, and uh, I'm looking forward to Trent versus Brian and uh, Mox and Wheeler respectively quite a bit. Do you have anything bigger there on Trent? I, th I felt like you. I felt like you were you were maybe midpoint. I just thought that he came across. I mean, I can't say it any better than you, but the differentiation between Trent and Chuck Taylor and what that adds to them as a combination is something that should be on television more. I would personally like if Chuck got more big time singles matches, and they do seem to go to Trent in those instances. But if this is going to be Trent's character, if he is the rougher, square protector, that, that makes sense to me. So uh, just really good on all angles. That's all I was going to clean up with there on Trent. Beautiful. As good a time as any to thank our uh, new producer here in the back, uh, Zoobs. Uh, the youthful one, Matt Prince, of course, from uh, Your Bad Childhood, of the EP Love Handles. On the ones and twos in the back tonight, leaving Zoobs to be hand-free. And if Zoobs has to go have a baby... He could just leave, and the show doesn't need to end. It's given us a, a freedom and cutting the strings of the puppeteering. But if Zoobs keeps making such good points as he is tonight, it's going to be – maybe he knows. He knows I have to find yeah, guest host. This, might be, the, this might be the last recording for me for a while. I better get all my points in. Yeah, uh, Matt, really home run it. Matt, do you have a screen where you where you can pop yourself up for a second? Oh, I do you have one of those? To. It'll, it'll take some time, though. Well, uh, we can just you, use your but voice. But the, the people at home, they can't hear me. So maybe I'll just be like okay. a faceless well, voice. Yeah. We'll make, just we'll the voice is kind of cool. Voice. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Anyway, I wanted to say uh, quickly but before, while we're on this point, uh, people probably don't even know watching the show. I'm not producing the show tonight. My, I'm not. Streamlabs is not on on my computer, and everything looks the exact same. It's uh, crazy. A testament to the work and, and the uh, respect and the attention to detail that Matt has put into replicating the show literally from scratch from the ground up is bananas they did a test run yesterday and i was like oh, i'll check in and, and see what they have cooked up and it was exactly the same and uh as somebody who has been piecing this together sort of in the dark uh working with josh we're both learning twitch as we go uh to have matt come in and, and replicate it with this level of care and detail uh so that i can like be less uh not constrained but have less like things that i had to do and the freedom now that i know that like this is in such great hands uh, is genuinely extremely touching, and I appreciate it uh, so much, Matt and Josh and the community. So, just wanted to get that out there as I emotion dad comes out, right? And I, I'm so <laughs> yeah. proud of my, I'm so proud of you fellas and everybody that comes out. You're all so well behaved. Uh, we're gonna thank you, Matt, in the chat. One just T, take a thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Uh, and I'm excited. The show's not going to be different at all if, if I'm not well. able to do it. Well. I won't be here, but if but you're physically you look not the same. there, the show is not the same. Zoobs, just, yeah. just, just we don't sell you too short here. Yeah, people well, have just described the saying. show without Zoobs as a quote-unquote way worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it was uh, the most recent review. Well, I just... And the, if you want to hear more of that, the, that's at Patreon.com. <laughs> the, 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 but the, the vibe and the evocative, it's, it's very hard to um create a twitch layout on the fly and get like your own vibe and and josh you know how hard it is you know how long it's taken us to be fluent at it in the slightest and 
this is your first stream with us and it looks exactly the same. It's Matt's already better at this than I ever was on the streams <laughs> I was producing by, by, a, by an absolute country mile. Now, if we review the tapes, uh, let it be known that I think they saw me briefly as we transitioned. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I think I, I, I'm, I, let's keep it, let's keep it mysterious like that. Uh, you know, who is that? Who is that strange man who appeared briefly? I think Scoot saw me. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> Well, nothing to be embarrassed about there. So, uh, speaking of uh, nothing to be embarrassed about, Sammy Guevara is out with those signs. I hate this dude. <laughs> I'm, uh, supposed, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to admit that, like, it, even part of it is going to be part of the show now. It's like, they're going to play up how much I hate Sammy Guevara against me, I'm sure, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but Tay is in a feud with heels. She's feuding with Paige Van Zandt and Dan I, Lambert. I, <laughs> I, 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 I hate this guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, he... Uh, I actually felt like they maybe toned down the heel stuff a little bit tonight. Was I reading too far into that? It makes me listen. I'm, I'm, I'm fully. I'm fully. You, every so often, somebody maybe this is a mark of him being great at it. People, people will tell me. It's, it's fully into like you watch enough wrestling, and then one guy just sticks in your head, and you're just like, I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't like Sammy Guevara. But you love. I don't the, care. I don't care how many times he comes out and jumps off a ladder with a with a six thirty, and I'm supposed to be like, "That was crazy." Yeah, I know, and I know, and I know. Every time that happens, people are going to pop up and be like, "Has he won your love yet?" And I would like if you showed me him on Wednesday at the top of the show, I would be viscerally angry. I, I I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry. E easily the worst. I not like people, and I hate the I hate the sign thing. I just don't like the sign thing. Uh, I hate him. Watch anyway, this as Pace file. Sammy Elvara got his ass. <laughs> Lammy. <laughs> Kev's still saying Matt sounds like Zoobs and it's tripping me out. Do you guys sound similar? Mm. You tell me. You can, you're the only one who can hear both of us. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. All right. Here, Matt, say something. <laughs> I'm the Zoobs. I'm Matt. <laughs> wow. Well, that was. I just took you guys at your word. Those are horrible, incredible impressions. <laughs> Hey, now while I'm here, uh, uh, Sammy, uh, I, it sounds Zoobs like you want him to go to the way of uh, Shay, if you know what I'm saying. Is that a baseball joke? Whew. Shay Guevara. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Big time. He was, he was, he was killed. Big time. The Jericho Appreciation Society is <laughs> backstage uh, doing their thing, but they are interrupted by Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. You know why, Zoobs? Because between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, it's on site. And this <laughs> oh, is the crux yeah. of Eddie right. Kingston's incredible promo as he enters the ring chasing off the JAS. Oh, we're going to talk now, says uh, Eddie Kingston with all the bravado in the world. He explains what on site is to Chris Jericho. If you think we have to have a match, that's not what this is. I'll go to your house. I will go after your family. Anytime I know where you are and think I can reach you, I'm coming for you, Chris. He passes the mics to his newfound allies in Santana and Ortiz. They are not as good as Eddie, but still decent on the mic. Um, Man. Eddie Kingston. Every every I don't know what to say. Every week this guy has the microphone. It's like, oh yeah, well that was the most electrifying thing on the show. I loved this dude. You know I love the the whole using the whole arena and this did and uh, Eddie was just fantastic here. Uh, it's always great to hear from Eddie Kingston. It's it's always a great segment. Um, yeah, I interested to see where they go with this because then you you then assume that's going to make Chris Jericho up security and and we're gonna see. 
maybe some bigger uh, structured stuff of like, you know, stunty and, and, you know, similar to Mox and Mox and Eddie against the elite when they were driving into the trailer and stuff. I think we'll see, yep. might see some of that. Might see I sort of forgot more. about that. Yeah. That was a decent feud, the Bucks and Eddie and Mox. Yeah, I think it did a lot for Eddie to be rubber shoulders there. Yeah, the Mox relationship in general, from the initial feud to the tag team and that, yeah, it was huge. Uh, I'm still very big on this. I love Eddie Kingston. Great shit. Yeah. It, uh, uh, we, they knew they had to cool us off on Daddy Magic, I think, this week. Yeah, you can't, you can't keep giving uh, Matt Menard the mic. It's No one else is going to get over. I think uh, I think you need to I think you needed to slow that down a little bit. I, I could feel it. I could because the last two weeks it was like, man, every every millisecond of screen time is sizzling with this guy on it. Matty Matt correctly pointing out Eddie Kingston out there in a Kenny Powers jersey tonight. That's also, cor- that's correct. Yeah, uh, you just he doesn't just miss. Can't beat this guy. He's wearing a Terry Funk shirt in his in his in his promo <laughs> stills. Like he's just. <laughs> yeah, his like actual match image is him in the it's, funky. What was called the renders, the renders, the renders. Thing. Yeah, is, people, people, they don't know what they got on this show. They don't know the renders. <laughs> you think I know anything like the renders? I grew up next to you know, up the street. I knew the renders. That that was it. That was as far as I get. Mr. Mr. And Mrs. Render. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely loved this segment. Eddie accomplishes so much. And eat in such short promos with the energy he brings, says hardboiled YG. Yeah, absolutely. He's the definitive. When Paul Heyman says, you have to make the most of every second. If you have that microphone, you have to be a bomb. Have you ever seen that? Paul Heyman doesn't follow that advice as good as Eddie Kingston does. Like, yeah. He is he is the best for this. Love this man. Uh, Jade Cargill is out. We get an mm. explanation, Zoobs. I was asking last week, what the fuck is the baddies section? Yeah, uh, we get an answer this week. It's uh, women who Jade thinks are hot, and she says, "Yeah." Then if you're hot, you can sit in my section, and we'll show that I have hot fans. She points out that it's very hard to find hot people in Boston. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Zoom's you anything about the people of Boston? Uh, not the natives. No. Uh, I will point out though, like you, I found out through Jade's Twitter that like it's a re- it's a legitimate. She's legitimately doing that. Is like. She wants to see more good-looking women at wrestling shows, so she's buying good-looking women in the area tickets to Dynamite every week. That is fucking brilliant. Is what it works is. so well with her character, and I believe it's real. Um, yeah. The baddie section. Uh, how about Jade's that bitch sunglasses? <laughs> she's, she's so good. Like, every week she's better. And I, I know we talked about how we were going to speak in generalized terms again about WrestleMania weekend, but another example this weekend of like, when you see Jade Cargill around regular people, you're like, oh, thank God she has the wrestling title with her. You're just like, oh, thank God she has yeah. that belt with her. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah, you're probably born with that around your shoulder, right, Jade? Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. It's really something to see somebody who we all agree is not a very good wrestler, and yet everybody agrees should be the champion. And like, it's, wrestling is the out, weirdest thing. Yeah, she's not, maybe not be a good wrestler, but she certainly has figured out uh, wrestling in a way right like like maybe not maybe not the technical bell to bell in ring but like the concepts of all that makes up wrestling she has certainly picked it up you, you can't say that she hasn't picked up how to carry herself how to change subtly how to grow how to add things how to catch phrases and sections in the arena like she is she's picked up wrestling it's just the the bell to bell stuff which at this point obviously is the least important yeah, it probably helps that she is as easy a star as there's ever been right like yeah. all those sort of command a room, small change stuff. Jade's been able to do that her whole life. 
Like somebody had to tell her, like, you can weaponize that in pro wrestling. She's like, this, I already know how to do this because I'm that bitch. Like, that's how it feels. Um, that bitch show she ends this promo with. Can I tell you how much I love? It, it's weird because maybe somebody like Serena Deeb or uh, maybe you could think of a better example too, Zoobs, would be a better avatar for this. But I actually love Jade Cargill being like, I am so tired of these MMA people thinking they can just come over and do pro wrestling. Like, not that Jade Cargill is exactly the vanguard of old school pro wrestling, but no, somebody has perfect, to be though. that. It's perfect. It's perfect. I got to tell you, though, I think she's going to beat Marina Shafir, who falls under that. And then I think she might lose to Paige Van Zant, who will be like the MMA fighter in the in the company. What do you think of that? Oh, boy, I saw a great movie yesterday, Zeus. Let's. Who cares about Get Back to Dynamite? I really saw a great movie yesterday. Yeah. It's called... The MJF Spears promo on Wardlow, which uh, leads us out of a great pushbook, Barry. Thanks so much, Soups. Uh, MJF actually calms Spears down and is sort of like, Wardlow, he's he's a non-factor. He, our security will double. He'll beat him up. Well, they'll beat him up. And MJF wants his Sean Dean rematch. He's going to get it next week on Dynamite. Is MJF just going to get his win back here, Zoops? Is this cut and dry as that? Or is Sean Dean going to go 2-0 and on MJF? This could be a this could be a ploy to... I, I, I sound like a ploy to draw out uh wardlow i think they're gonna i think they're gonna, they're gonna draw him out into something and we might get some bigger hijinks we might, we might get a stunt spot next week yeah the wardlow causes guess. some real hell yeah that's my guess is a stunt spot here well let's get to it or maybe he'll just kick guys down the stairs again i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know why that darby allen bump going down the stairs sorry not that that's the same as the world one too but do you remember when oligo ethan page threw darby down the stairs Yes. That like stays in my brain as like a particularly rough looking bump. Like think of all the wrestling we watch and the hardcore wrestling. Like going down the stairs is something that always looks just like, oh no, not that. Yeah. Edges. Banana. Okay. Uh, The Butcher and the Blade versus the Hardy Boys in a tables match. Zoobs, you know the rules of, of a tables match by chance. You have to go through a table with an offensive move. So, like, so if the, the first thing you did in the match was jump through a table, hypothetically, <laughs> that doesn't count. You, me, commentary, everybody seemed a little out of the loop on what it in the middle was sort of announced as a elimination match, but then Jeff Hardy right. just kept wrestling <laughs> after he was eliminated. <laughs> um, commentary, not really sure what to do with it. This match was... I felt bad for these guys because I cheer for the Butcher and Blade success. Uh, but this was like loose. Do you remember when AEW started and like it just had a real sloppy factor to it early and everything sure. felt a little like New York really outshone them in togetherness. And they've sort of remedied a lot of that, but they could still tighten up a lot too. Uh, this match is, I don't know if somebody got injured or what happened. Like we haven't want to hear all the information, but I really thought this was a low point on the show and really on the show in general, a lower tier of wrestling than we normally get. Yeah. I, I think in, in terms of the standard that has set for most of the weeks, uh, it's definitely a, not the a match you're going to write home about. That's for sure. But li- listen, that we, we signed uh, last week. We were, we were signing it. We say we signed up for the, the, the tardy boys. All we need is Jeff to jump off a thing through a table. And yet he does it again. And now three weeks, three weeks in, we're like, oh, well. That's he does love it. And listen, yeah. doesn't lose a drop of overness. The crowd was incredibly happy to see these guys. And I felt bad for them, like just from a luck standpoint. I feel like the like three of the first four table breaks went wrong. 
Like they yeah. just did not break in the center. And I don't know, just no one out there general ready enough, I suppose, to get this one back on track. And it just sort of, and then not aided by the camera work either, where you feel like you're missing big swaths of this match and commentary is telling you it's an elimination match. It's like the camera switch, switches to Jeff Hardy swan taunting onto offense. Like, well, he was, he was taken out. of So I don't know, just, we're not going to remember this match. It's not the end of the world or anything. Yeah. It just was a, a bad match on AEW television. Really, yeah, the the standard in this company for like a a plunder match like this is like really high. Like they you got Chuck very, Taylor running around. We're going to go Chuck ones. Taylor out here for a plunder match. Yeah, they have very good ones multiple times a month, so um, it doesn't take a lot for them to get sort of thrown off orbit. Giesbrecht saying, let's just not talk about this one. I uh, I think I agree with that. I'll, let's just talk about the post-match. Andrade and the AFO come out uh, to, to attack the Hardy brothers, and then Sting comes out to even the odds. I got to say, when I look at this Hardy boys team wrestling tonight, what they need is not Sting joining the team. And you know, I love what Sting's been up to. Sting has looked youthful, and t- but they need if you have to make this a trio right now, let's use the other half of that tag. Let's get Darby Allen. Yeah, there. let's you get think the so. Darbster. <laughs> you, you know, Darby will go through a table. You could have lit that table on fire, put tacks under it, and put a knife going through it, and Darby would have gone through those tables tonight. So let's, I don't did, did it hit you sort of the same way, Zoobs? It seems sort of apparently obvious to me when Sting came out, but it's like, this is not what this feud needs. Like, Andrade is going to have to anchor that fucking match. Yeah, it it uh, listen. I you know I have I had the occasional occasional doubts early on, especially with some of the pairings. It's like you don't want to get too close to like a two thousand and four TNA main event in terms of like who's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, the stars of yesteryear just intermingling. Like that's yeah. sort of how this feels. Uh, Maddie Mac pointing out that we do get more of an Andrade and Sting crossing paths, and as we all know, we love when Andrade calls Sting Mister Stink. <laughs> Mr. Stink. More Andrade getting, walking into the ring and doing moves. Can we just get Andrade wrestling someone good? Every time it happens, it's like, oh, wow, unreal. Like, yeah. we get Dax Harwood singles matches on TV. If you just go Dax Harwood versus Andrade, television this week, give them some sort of reason to wrestle the AFO, FTR and them, Andrade and Dax will give you something that'll change your bum life. Like, th- those guys will get it done. Andrade will get it done with any wrestler. Just want to just want to chime in here. He is my favorite after all. He's incredible, man. They're, they have not given him a singles match on TV that goes over ten minutes that has been anything less than great. Criminal, reliably. Mister Sting. Send Sting after the Bookers, if you know what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> Christian is backstage with Jurassic Express, but then he storms off. Which makes you wonder what he was doing there in the first place. Yeah, I would have just not lined up. It would have stormed off on camera. I was like, wait, well, when the cat when that red light goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, that's getting too picky, of course. Uh, I suppose this is the long-awaited split between Christian and uh, Jurassic Express, right? Zoops, this is good by us. Yeah, we've been calling this f- since long ago enough that it doesn't count as calling it anymore. Um, Basically since I- he joined Jurassic Express. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... You know, it, the Jurassic Express they continue to be like when they have a run of matches. We're like, oh yeah, okay, they're in this. They're a very good tag team, and they're it's it's they're not a backstage promo tag team. Handing it off to Jungle Boy for the backstage promo is not how they are in the spot that they're in. So um, you need you need Paul Heyman brain with Jungle Boy, right? Because they're just not. There's a way to get Jungle Boy over, and every single person watching the programming knows what it is. Like when this guy has a singles match on pay per view. Or a tag team match in a big TV spot. 
it's always a really good match. These pass off promos, he just does not shine. Like I, I, you forget these guys are the champions of the tag team division. The Bucks, proud and powerful, proud and powerful, uh, Red Dragon, House of Black. Like the upper card feels like they are above the champions in my mind, which is a. I'm not trying to be harsh on them because I like their matches and I like. I feel like I'm the Luchasaurus apologist on this channel. Like I feel like you in the chat, like I'm way less than I do, but this stuff just isn't getting it done. That said, I love that they're just like, hey, Red Dragon, you've barely won, uh, but I want to fight. Oh, no, a sound alert's going, isn't it? No, no, you nailed that that thing said. That Matt and I were both said. like, absolutely. Oh, oh did I do said. it? Good, you did you it. Did. You, you did. You nailed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I love them just accepting the, hey, people think you're good. The rankings are whatever. We want you next Wednesday, Dynamite. Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon feels like the eight, like that's enough reason sure. to tune into Dynamite that I'll be hyped for next week's Dynamite. So not the best road to uh, yeah. get there, but uh, fired up for Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. Yeah, that'd be a match that, you know, if we had done a hypothetical booking and said, who do you want to challenge to the title next? People would pick Red Dragon and people that would be like, give me that immediately. So we're getting it. So can't complain there, especially if we get the split as well. I think it's the right thing for everybody involved. Giesbrecht asking, can you guys think of any reason why Andrade has not gotten any better booking? Um, it's consistent across companies, which makes me think he might be not hard to work with, but I don't think, I think if you're going to exist at AEW and people have exited AEW and even people who are there sort of remarked on this, I think AEW is a culture where you will flourish if you will go and pitch ideas. Like you have to have creative vision for your character and what you want to do. And I think Andrade is more than happy to have his feet up in the back, collect good coin. And when they say, get out there and kill it, no problem, Poppy gets out there and kills it. But maybe isn't the guy who's like going to go to Tony Khan's office and be like, you know what I need? A singles match with Dax Harwood. That would really make me. Like, I, I just, I don't see him as that guy. I'm not basing this off any information. We don't know the answer. That's my best guess. Yeah. Any any additional thoughts to that, Subes? I think you nailed it. That 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 to me sort of... And listen, we're we're making jumps off of him as a as like you know the flashes we see of him as a person and, and as of a character. Course. So it's hard, but I think that's a that's a logical thing to say based on what we what we've heard and what we you know can piece together. But we're not insiders by any means. Insiders or not, let's get inside. Let's get inside the Brainiac's brains as we go to their opinions for the second keep it or kick it of the evening. Zoops, of course, I've already been over the rules. So let's do it. Head over to your emotes bar and get ready for a very simple prompt here. Get ready to keep or kick this prompt. Maddie Mac, if you wouldn't mind putting the emotes in the chat, I would greatly appreciate it. Here we go. Jurassic Express accepted the challenge from Red Dragon tonight. And I buried Red Dragon as the option to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles because I want them in the AEW world title picture. So my keep it or kick it prompt is simple, and it is this. Keep it or kick it. Next Wednesday on Dynamite, Red Dragon beating Jurassic Express and becoming the AEW world tag team champions. This I gotta see. Keep it Chat is saying, yeah, yeah, keep from Dennis Dirty Work. Okay, okay. 
I'm feeling that there's not a name on this entire website that remains like gets a little smile out of me more than Qui-Gon Gin and Juice. Every time like, you read uh, that name aloud. <laughs> I, I mean the 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 one who's remember wife birthday for me is oh. always uh uh Kevself Quantum Juice. Yeah, damn it, damn it, damn it kick keeps, pardon me. Uh Geesbrecht keeps Tom Hummel a kick. If you're in Lonely NYC, keep it. Mighty Mac kick. Look, it's, I'm gonna say yeah, 80-20, maybe 70-30 for keep. I'm not surprised by that. I'm with the majority on this one. I would like to see a title change on television next week. We're a ways out from double or nothing, right? Like, I don't think we're going right into the punk hangman feud. Like, there is time for this to happen and for there to be a rematch on TV before the title tag, hopefully the Red Dragon, but whoever's holding the belts there, even have to enter their pay-per-view feud, right? So, uh, yeah, I would like it. I also, it's hard. I just prefer Red Dragon to Jurassic Express by... A decent margin so just from that side of things it uh i wanted as well i am buzzing right now zoobs i don't know what's you going see, on you seem you seem like you're, you have real energy i like that a great, a great time tonight. i feel like you've you've changed my brain a couple times the chat's bringing it matt's bringing it i'm feeling i'm feeling buzzing and alive maybe the friendos are bringing a, a different i don't know i'm feeling it tonight you, you don't it's always good. feel it yeah i know how you feel it <laughs> uh most gross is saying, fuck this. No one even cares about any of my opinions. I'll be back another day. Have a great stream. Any any comment on that, Zeke? <laughs> what a weird comment. No one cares about your opinion. What do you think you're tuning into? <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, most gross it. Uh, twice, uh, you asked for Nick Cage. So asked for Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, from Nick oh Cage. to like debut or something. Yeah, Nick Cage. Oh. So there you go. I don't think uh, Nick Cage would have a good would have would have M it. Uh... MDK all freaking day. <laughs> Come on. I appreciate you saying have a great stream, and I do. Uh, hope I love I love it too. I do love that. Like a pretty polite way to storm out. To be yeah. frank. I do appreciate that. Uh, yeah. No one cares about my opinion, Zoops' opinion, the chat's opinion. We're all just chatting. We're just doing a show here. It's not some sort of. I mean, the voting and keep you get one vote and keep it or kick it. It's not like keep it or kick it and then tell us how you feel. It's pretty simple. Oh, oh was that the whole thing that? Well, I don't know. I, I see. I see. Tried to use the the kick emote and couldn't because it's not a not a sub. Wait, way she goes. Yeah, where she goes. Uh, then says kick it. I guess I guess because he said kick it and didn't use the emote, and then we didn't say the username on the air, right? Oh, got it's it. Like, got oh, it. they're ignoring me. Yeah. Less red dragon and more Nick Cage, right? I'm, I'm just going the back. Chats, and the chats with and Paceball saying he does care about our opinions. So thank you. Pace. Of course, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then what was before that? What was before that? I would consider them booking Nick Cage or Sting, or something. That's a good move. And then before that was. Before that, before that, here we go. This is excellent. Moss Gross had said, um, well, you're talking about Andrade making a great point about Andrade. Mm -hmm. Moss Gross had said, one of the best Stone Cold Stunner I've ever seen was at my high school when the fat kid did oh, one on our casual math teacher. So, I mean, Maddie Mac, I think, unfortunately. No, no, there's no need to ban. It's, it's just, you know, they're, they're, well, they I, left I, in a huff. 
Gonna interrupt about this high school stunner? Well, no. They, I uh, I just wanted to make sure that you know every piece of so on um. It's tough. That's a tough opinion to argue about the best stunner he's ever seen. I wasn't there. I have, I have, no, I have, a lot, I have yeah. no commentary to add to that. Guess Please. I had to be there. Um, Let's move on here, Zoobs. We uh, we get ourselves a Nyla and Thunder package. We are getting this match. They're going back to Texas, as we know, next week. Thunder incredibly over last time we went to Texas. Um, are you excited for this feud? How where, where on the excitement scale are you for Nyla versus Thunder? We had this pegged as the perfect first feud for not for uh, Thunder Rosa as champion. Nyla is like the perfect like up uh, top top level heel to like you can sort of that is going to run at you and you can sort of outsmart and outbox and and plays to her strengths. Uh, I think they're going to have a good match. I think Nyla is somebody that has proven to be a good foil for a number of different people in the in the in the company yeah. and um, plays into the, I think the type the type of title run they want Thunder Rosa to have, which is different, of course, than Britt, where it was sort of like a she turned herself into like a, I don't want to say she turned herself into a star, but she sort of became like a top level heel and became an attraction on the show. Then I think they want, you know, Thunder Rosa to be, to be that fighting champion, to be that, the bar setter, to be the championship material sort of person, the, the measuring stick, if you will. And I think um, a, a confident win against Nyla will help set that as, uh, in into like sort of straight, right? Yeah, this is almost, I would say, the Nyla spot, right? Uh, in the first title defense heel i really like her in this role i bet you this match is going to be good next week it's definitely something that i'll be uh looking forward to when we do the little send out in the morning and thank you to fear and loathe and nyc for subscribing uh as we scare off one subscriber we pick up another zooms isn't, isn't that nice thank you so much uh to fear and loathing uh if you are actually an nyc are you seeing this uh casanova valentine and uh tony niece stuff I'm very interested in this in the wrestling in new york scene right now Becoming very aware of this guy, Casanova Valentine. What was it? What was the other name you said? <laughs> Tony Nice. You remember Tony Nice? <laughs> what? Did I say his name wrong? No, it's just the. It's the. This must be good. You got Tony. I got to get that. I got to see this Tony Nice indie work. That's... <laughs> okay, you want to hear the thirty second pitch? <laughs> Here's a thirty second pitch. Tony Nice, of course, not setting the world on fire. A, a good in ring wrestler. I think we all agree. Uh, he trained this deathmatch guy, Casanova Valentine, who I'm not that familiar with, Great but name. has put out tweets, I agree, has put out tweets over the years being like, I have a student that, and we'll never name him. And he's like, I do not take credit for training this guy. Like, I do not agree what he's doing. Casanova Valentine, famous for the no ropes death rope, or sorry, the no ropes deathmatch. Uh, and Tony and he's just like, this is not what I train guys to do. Like, this is not wrestling to me. And finally, they've just gotten popular enough that uh, they've signed Tony Nese for a no-ring death match with uh, Casanova Valentine. Wow. At Blood Man Bloody Mania? Blood Mania? Amazing. The premier and athlete, Matty Frequency, is right. Yeah, of course. And uh, Tony Nese, we... ooh, Matty Max, hit him down. And as we speak, producer Matt served a meal well, as you were telling that story. That is, you got it. I mean, that's good living right there. Can you, can, you, can you keep talking? I got a big sandwich and a soup to eat. <laughs> Eating a big sandwich and a soup. Life is good out there. Uh, we get Julia Hart versus Hikaru Shida. Now, the winner never in doubt here. But this was, uh, I mean, you're grading on a curve here. But I thought as far as Julia Hart in-ring expeditions, this was decent. It was also very cool to hear commentary just plug the Owen Hart Foundation a bunch. For some reason, that just... 
felt surreal to me for a second. It's like, wow, AEW is here being like, let's donate money in Owen Hart's name. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Julia Hart, somebody that um, I don't, I don't know that she'd done a ton of favors from like the affiliation and the and the sort of the bigger picture thing that that they're sort of having going on. That that is. Not that it's not clear, but like I don't know that it's the you were to look at this and be like that's the very best thing that Julia Hart ever did. But I think she's uh, somebody that does have uh, you know they have space for for people like this, and 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 I think uh, I do like some of the effect of the she's like sort of a bit of a nastier side with the with yeah the, with the eye patch and the and the infection and that sort of thing. So I think she's she sort of falls into interesting prospect territory to me as somebody that like I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of years from now. We're sitting here talking about Julia Hart and the way that we were talking about Alexa Bliss a few years ago to make it like a easy. Oh, I like that comparison a bunch. Where like she's evolved from someone. It's like okay, the character's there, has the finish, and then years later, it's like no, competent in-ring worker, like not the yeah. top of her class, but m most certainly good enough. As uh, I must reveal, so uh, producer Matt here, not as up on wrestling as you and I, as in does not watch Dynamite every single week and then do a stream about it. And this was sort of an enlightening thing for me today, Zoobs, and maybe ruined Julia Hart a little bit for me here, Zoobs. Uh, he asked me a question that seems simple on its face, and I'm going to ask you as well, Zoobs. Uh, are you ready for this one? I am. I am. And it's so soothing. On our shows, I've always wanted somebody quietly eating soup. So this is like a huge ad for me. <laughs> yeah, this is. It looks delicious. I'm starving watching Matt <laughs> eat this soup. Right unmute? No, no. No, it's going <laughs> Please. Starving. Uh, he asked me. How is Julia related to Brett? My wife asked me that too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she choose the name Hart? It tough. does seem it's tough. crazy. You know, maybe she's from a, maybe she trained in a dungeon and that's the only other excuse I've ever seen. <laughs> just any dungeon, just found well, a dungeon Well, I know the dungeon is closed and wow. famously, you know, I think Tyson Kidd was the last student. That was his whole thing, wasn't it? Speaking of Samoa Joe, okay. Um... After this match, Serena Deeb is out, going after Hikaru Shida. This feud's continuing. I needed their last match to be better, to be more excited for this feud to continue. But I guess it's where we are. I like I like, I like seeing Serena Deeb. So I was like, yes, Serena Deeb. I, yeah. Literally those words left my mouth. That's She is really great to see. Fear and Loathing in, in NYC saying, that guy motivated me to subscribe. I'm just hearing about this niece stuff. So thank you to that guy. That's great. Uh, what kind of sandwich and soup Pacefall wants to know, Maddie? Could you let the people? Yeah, know? that's. Uh, I should clear myself up here. Can you? Yeah, there me? we go. And yeah. You know, I took home a free turkey over the weekend. We had a good friend of ours, ours uh, John's bachelor weekend, and we went, right. we went grocery shopping. So oh, we yeah. actually got a uh, free turkey with how much we spent at Superstore. We were buying for 10 guys, we so it's like we're right. well, money. Yeah, yeah. So we left the turkey outside to thaw, and now we have a fully thawed turkey, and it's the last day. And I guess <laughs> people sort of volunteered me to take the turkey home. Now, I've never actually cooked a turkey before, so I get home and I cook it. Uh, it's uh, butter-infused and seasoned, oh, and I oh don't God. know what that means because it, it actually fell apart like pulled pork. Mm, the strangest okay. thing ever. Okay. Um, Was it good? Uh, it's so it's currently good because uh, to to fi to finish off here, I know you're dying to hear the end of this story. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's a baited breath I on made, this one. I made turkey stock. 
out of this jerk. You couldn't have just answered what soup and sandwich is. What was the point of this fucking story? This, this is literally the end of this story? Well, yeah, I made turkey stock, but the people are going to be like, where's the turkey from? And no, they're know, not. They just want to know what type of soup it. it is. <laughs> so turkey soup and what sort of sandwich? Well, you know, my grandfather uh, worked in a, as a butcher. In the, the I got this. I got this bread. <laughs> now, hold on. <laughs> Matt, what sort of sandwich are you eating? Who cares? Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> now, now Come on, soup. So turkey soup and what sandwich? We got some Tur- salami. We got some mortadella, and Ooh. we got some other salami. So salami mortadella. Damn um, sandwich. And it's good. I dip it in my homemade turkey soup. Oh, do you want to hear about the noodles I put in the turkey soup? I didn't, Can you I saw mute the him, Zoobs? Do you still I have the, the ability? <laughs> Swerve Strickland backstage with Marvez. And I thought this was so cool, Zoobs. They folded in his real life of his famous friends. He's on the, the red carpet of the Grammys talking about how this guy produced a Kanye album that he knows. More of this stuff, please. This is what the UFC does so well. It's Here's this slice of this guy's actual life. And sometimes it isn't even flashy. It's like, Here's him and his daughter getting a, he's going for a haircut and his daughter's here. That real life stuff really works for me. Unfortunately for Swerve, as he walks away and says he's got business to be done, I thought this was cool. I don't, again, I don't know that I've seen this. He isn't attacked on camera. He walks into the locker room and you watch Starks and Powerhouse run in after him. And Marvez sort of ushers the camera guy in like a live news anchor would following him. They're attacking Swerve Strickland. Who fucking busts through a wall like the Kool-Aid man to save them? It's the limitless one. Keith Lee here chucking people around. Him and Powerhouse locked in to, to battle here in the, the men's locker room. I thought tremendously exciting stuff. We're building to a tag match here. That is something that will get me tuned into Live for Rampage for sure, Zoom. Did you like the segment as much? When people talk about, oh, like the Attitude Era largely sucks. This nostalgia for it is very much misplaced to a couple of its top 10 performers at the peak of wrestling's popularity in, in on whole. This is the sort of stuff I think you can, a little strand of the DNA from there, plucked into the modern sphere, gets a thumbs up from me. A little crash TV, to steal the turn of phrase from that era. Crash TV. No, but yeah, uh, awesome. And I like all the players involved. And I agree with you totally on the swerve stuff. I think it, there's one, it's one thing to sort of like, and you see this in wrestling sometimes, the guy comes on in sunglasses and and he tells you he's cool, right? And you're like, okay, that's not really what, being cool isn't really about like, Telling people that you're cool. <laughs> yeah, like, you should not tell anyone. Actually, being cool is hanging out with cool people and being at cool things and like it, having a Don't cool hurt. life. Yeah, <laughs> it was like you know you have these rounded interests and interesting friends and and like your life outside of work is like that sort of like is what goes into building like a an actual legitimately cool person. And I think that does uh, shine through in, in Swerve and sort of backs up with the confidence the way that. Um, you know, everything you've said, we've, we've, pardon me, everything we've seen from him since he's been here has sort of been in line with. You are in dad mode. Man, every time I throw to you tonight, not that you're normally bad, you're always great, but I feel like I can't keep up tonight. I say something, <laughs> and then you say it better, and then I gotta say something else. I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> Matt's unlocked me. I'm, I'm, I'm free, finally. Yeah, we gotta this, get this guy busy again. I like being the star of the show. Let's... This monitor is finally off. All I have in front of me is 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 you and Matt. This is great. I think I hate it, actually. It is high <laughs> uh, I, I like being the guy making the good... <laughs> I got the ASMR of Matt eating. It's like, it's perfect. It's like, it's so calming. 
Uh, no, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> it's like damn it, damn it, damn it, saying they made a mini doc about TMDK for NXT, and I really cared about them for like a month. I've heard lots of people say that doc was good. Uh, Dennis Dirty Works see, saying, Matt Classic, I see you with that. One of the funniest wrestlers ever. Colt Cabana's wrestler plucked out in 1930. Matt Classic finishes with an airplane spin. Very funny. Loved Keith Lee here. This is how you make Keith Lee look. Hey, yeah, I'm the biggest, strongest guy within 100 kilometers. Yeah. Picking one, throwing him. Not that hard. And now we end the show on a high note. And I'm going to go to the chat, not with the keep it or kick it, but with a score like we did off the top. Use my rating system. Stretch your brain if you can. One being the worst, seven being the best. Rank it as a TV match. You know, you still somewhat of a different scale, but still approaching something similar. What would you rank FTR versus the Bucks 2 tonight? One to seven. Night Scoots, man. I'm not too oh, big a you. person to give it a seven. Cadenza seven right out the gate. So glad they got to do it in front of, and they and they even mentioned they made mention of like this was this was a dream match they wanted, and they had to do it in front of like nobody, and they had to do it and they had to do it in in bad circumstance with everything not going the way it should be. Um. I thought, yeah, I thought it delivered and then some. And, and it still could have, they still could have built it more. I feel like they still could have done more with it. It was still like pretty quick and pretty. There was a, there was the interruption at ROH and there was a couple of promos, but like even then it wasn't like, you know, this could have, this could be a pay per view main event on it, you know, in my, in my eyes. I want to do a, a thought exercise here, Zoobs, because if you look at our chat, the geniuses there, Cadenza, Pacefall, Kevsell, Sever, Maddie Mack, Hardboiled, Yag, C Suppa. Fear and Loathing in NYC, Dennis Dirty Work, and Damn It, Damn It, Damn It. They all have one thing in common, Zoobs. They gave this match the highest score possible in a seven. Would you give it a seven, Zoobs? I would. I would. Let me ask you this. What would you give the Briscoes versus FTR? Seven. The Briscoes versus FTR is better than this match to me. Yeah. I'm not saying they both can't be sevens, for the record. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, let me just to illustrate. You have a tag team right now that I think basically unanimously has put on two match of the year contenders in the tag team zone to like, try and name the last tag team to do that. Try and name a tag team with two classic tag matches in the same year. Tag teams aren't given opportunities generally to be put in that spot. So this isn't really some sort of big takedown about all tag teams in history, but you do have to celebrate the ones that are getting it done. And FTR Briscoes is Definitely on my short. I liked Mox and Biff as much as everybody else, but I thought FDR Briscoes was the clear match of the weekend. And I thought this will be on the short list for TV matches of the year as well. And FTR, if you don't think they're the best tag team on planet Earth right now, you can't have them outside of your top two. Like they are, they're really, they're a great team, but they're in their prime right now. They are, this face turn has brought them alive. I love these guys. Zoops. Yeah, it's exactly what they needed. And uh, and they're getting to execute it. And in, in, we talked about this a, a month ago or so, I would say, when they first did the Tully thing. And I and I said, like, for them to be great, all they have to do is is focus, shift their focus to, like, the story being them wanting to be great and them just, like, accepting that they have to do whatever it takes to be great. And um, they've done that, and they've leaned into it. And the the story on their end is them, like, just wrestling with their whole hearts and, like, wrestling their hearts out and and, and loving it and, and being appreciative of where they are. And just sort of just like you said, how fans should be appreciative. Um, they're wrestling like they're appreciative. I, I, that bled through yeah. in the in the post-show presser against the Briscoes. It was very much like 
both in the match and after the match, it was very much a keen sense of awareness. It's like they may not get a second chance to have that match. That may have been the only shot they get at this, and they absolutely wrestled like it. And I think tonight, in the very same way, was like they Bucks versus FTR one didn't get to be what it was supposed to be, and it, this this probably still isn't even what it should be. But like they're wrestling it with the importance that we believe and they believe it should have. Um, and it's sort of like it's it's reinforcing everything they've done, and I'm so happy to see them in the place that they're in, both as professionals and seemingly outside of the ring, and now uh, as part of the show, as part of the story. Like the spot that they're in right now is like what we had all everybody who was here who was giving them S tier rankings when they were struggling or when, when the stuff just wasn't quite up to it. Uh, this was what we were hoping for was them to be on to get this kind of run and. It's awesome, and just appreciating it and enjoying the matches has been uh, a pleasure. And I think both for them and for and for us, I think that bleeds through and and continues to be a theme with what connects in AEW. To close yeah. this point out is like everybody we've seen that's connected with us in AEW has been wrestling through this sense of self and wrestling through the self discovery. Mox showing up in the first place, and that the sense of discovery of of Mox like getting a little bit deeper and getting a little bit deeper and getting a little bit deeper. And then to get to the point where Mox is having exploding barbed wire death matches against Kenny Omega, like this whole company has been about, you know, hangman and, and Kingston and everybody. It's about being comfortable in yourself and, 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 you know, finding that joy and, and FTR are finally there. And it's awesome. Yeah. I'll pick up right there. Uh, and this match was really as outstanding as I think the chat put it, but to continue on about FTR, Pardon me. Their opponents tonight were the Young Bucks. And Young Bucks are, of course, great wrestlers. They were also wrestling cultural game changers. Like, they had a, a real imprint on what was popular. And you could see it mirrored in other things. And they had, you know, such a part of the ethos of starting AEW. Um, not to the same degree. But I think FTR are one of a class that are doing a cultural shift in wrestling right now. If you want to... Boil it down. I, I elaborated this on my Patreon this week. So if you want this thought in full, head on over there. Uh, but it's the Brett and Sean debate. It's like the young bucks fall heavily onto the Sean side of that equation. Very athletic, very uh, moves driven, astonishing in-ring feats. The smoothness of the young bucks as like a tag team and knowing where the other guy is, is basically unrivaled. But then I think you do have guys uh ftr cm punk i would probably poise as the leader of this brian danielson um hangman page to a lesser degree but maybe he feels like a nice marriage of the two but ftr certainly in the front of that class of pushing this real the word realism is so silly to use in wrestling but something more realistic than the other side of the coin i suppose is how i would say it and i think people at least the people i'm interacting with are largely being like, oh, maybe I do prefer this to maybe the more naturally flashy stuff. Are, are you, am I, am I out to lunch on that, Zoobs, or is FTR no, a part of that? I think it's great. I think it's, I mean, I just made a point that they were in class with all those people. So it would be foolhardy for me to not agree with you there. But no, and, and I agree that that's, um, you know, it, it's sort of been fun to watch them get there. It's taken it's taken them a little bit to to get there. Uh, it's sort of neat in that way. Sort of, the, 
they're almost like the NXT stuff feels like the early work now where it was like, yeah, they were just mastering the fundamentals. They were mastering the, so that, so that they could take this now, this next level and, and be faces and be, be baby face guys and be carrying divisions. And it's exciting. It's exciting. I, I love seeing it. And it's, it's what gets me out of bed for this company over and over again so far in their existence. Even look at Jericho. He's going out there and having a 90s style all Japan fight with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Uh, the the removal of the New York pill, powerful. Um, Harbaugh Yag, I think was a, with a good point. Uh, I think the mid 2010s flashy moves driven era is passing for sure. Wrestling is moving on from that, being so at the center of mainstream wrestling in the U.S. It's so funny too that like Okada was recognized as the best ring in ring wrestler during that time too. It's like Naito is the way flashier of the two. Okada is like bread and butter in the best way possible. Anyway, awesome. Awesome night. Uh, I like Matty Mack's call here. What's exciting is that Daniel Garcia is peaking when the style is popular. And he <laughs> yeah. is somebody that uh, I quote Matty Mack all the time on this. It's like, if you told me in three years, Daniel Garcia is my favorite wrestler in AEW, like that doesn't sound that surprising to me. Yeah, I would I would say then it's been that way for two and a half years. Then <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> would we will we still be doing this stream in three years? Oops. We'll find out. I hope I sure hope so. Well, what do you We'll see. Well, that was, listen, now that Matt's here, this is easy. This is easy for me. I'm ch I'm chilling. Oh, okay. So, so you're saying Matt extended. So what were you saying before we had Matt? Hang on. I'm just saying it's 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 like load management. I, I feel I'm less less mentally taxed. Matt, oh, hang on. So the show's over. Should we say goodnight to the Casties and we'll talk about? Yeah, this? so just do a Casties sign off. Nasty Casties, I begged and pleaded for you to to leave some iTunes reviews the other day. I said that we could mend our relationship. There were no additional ones. We have not made any headway. So love and energy, I suppose. So would you like to say anything to them? I'm just going to check and see if there have been Spotify. If anybody ranked us on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hang on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, tell me Spotify gang, 10 five-star reviews. Okay. All right. I apologize. Thank you, Nasty Casties. Uh, I know the name still sounds deeply insulting, but that part is non-negotiable. Uh, but but. I feel you could catch me OD Nation. Now, could you come with a sniffing distance of the Dan Bradyacs in the chat? Give yourself some reins? Of course not. But uh, I'm happy to hear about those Spotify follow zooms. Thank you. And they, all they do is hit. So if you listen to our podcast on Spotify, there's a follow button on there. So you just hit that and they're golden. Five stars. Well, no, they follow it. And then, then they then they can they can rate us five stars. Well, we love it. So if they you follow us that. and then you rate us. So yeah, rate us five stars. I don't think it, I don't know what it does, but you can do it. Yeah, everybody's always saying, oh, it helps you in the algorithms. Like, never made me a dollar. Discoverability on that, those fucking things. Is you know what? I take it back. If you guys don't do it, it's fine. <laughs> you can't right shit. Yeah, whatever. It's all, it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, man. the world's just on yeah. fire anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Love and energy.